Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Um, told you I would update you. Uh, started with Carol Longhurst on Tuesday when the doctor had to go to Jerry and his daughter, Sherry, during surgery, left the room and came and told them there's a very good chance she's not going to make it. And also reported we've discovered cirrhosis of the liver and we have discovered cancer in her pancreas. You know it's a bad day when the cancer and the uh, cirrhosis of the liver isn't your biggest concern. That's a bad day. When your biggest concern is, is she going to survive the surgery? And uh, she did. And I talked to her, you know, Sharon and I, I was down there Tuesday. The week is just running together. And then we were back on Thursday afternoon down in Flint. She's at, uh, I'm getting all confused. It's McLaren. Yeah, down in Flint, it's McLaren. And she's down there, and she's recovering. We saw her Thursday afternoon. She's sitting up in a chair, and she was looking good, sounding good. I talked to her daughter last night and uh, said, Mom is, is making good, good progress, uh, but still not sure when she's going to be going home. As of last night, they, they, they didn't know. And we need to remember her in our prayers because now she's got to deal with, you know, the liver and got to deal with the, the pancreas. So... Uh, we want to be there for him. And Sherry specifically asked me to thank you uh, for praying and uh, words of encouragement and cards. And by the way, now's a good time, ladies, and it's usually ladies that do this, although men do it too. You know, uh, that's a wonderful ministry right now. For somebody to have the weight, of the, the weight of the world on their shoulders and go to the mailbox and Somebody's written a kind note of appreciation. That, that's an encouragement. So those of you that take the time to write out cards, you know, thank you for doing that. But uh, she is doing better long-term. That remains to be seen. Uh, when she's coming home, we, we don't know yet. Uh, and then I got a call, was it Thursday morning, Sharon? Early from the Hedricks. And uh, you know, when you get a call at 5.30 in the morning, you know it's not good. And in that case, I'm wondering, okay, is it Doug? Is it Alan? What's, what's going on? And it was Alan, and she was in tears, and she said, Doug's on the way to the uh, emergency room in, in Gaylord, and pray for him because it is not good. In fact, at that time, she already knew. She said they lost him in the ambulance on the way to Gaylord and, and brought him back. And so Sharon and I hopped in the car, and we were on our way to Gaylord, and... Um, I, and part of the way, when you're, when you're going through Lewiston, a lot of that is dead area. So as we get closer to Lewiston, I get a text message that they're transferring him. So I called Ellen, and she said they're going to uh, take him by helicopter down to uh, St. Mary's in Saginaw. So we get to Lewiston and turn around, and I head, I head south and, and get there. And he had a stroke in his brain stem from... What I've learned since is one of the worst you can have. The doctors hold out little or no hope. He is unconscious. I guess you would say he's in a coma. 
has been and the chances of him coming out of that are barring a miracle or slim and none. He is on life support. The family agonized uh, about what to do and finally decided they knew Doug and they said, you know, the girls, he's got, they've got, uh, together they have five children. Uh, three of, of the girls, well, they're all five Ellens, uh, but the three girls are his and hers, and then there's two boys. Uh, and they they got together and said, you know, Dad would not want to be on life support. But Kathy, you know, Schultz, uh, the wife of B.J. Schultz in Africa, uh, missionaries in Africa, they called her and had her on speakerphone. And, you know, in the midst of all these tears, you know, Kathy will what do you want us to do? And Kathy said, you know, do, do whatever you, you need to do. You know, she said, I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to get there. And as it turned out, and this is a family to see, you know, and it's, it's agonizing. It's agonizing what to do. And uh, so last I heard, they were waiting for Kathy. She's supposed to get there Wednesday afternoon. <clears throat> and uh, they said they would wait till then to make their decision. But, you know, according to the doctors and those who know, uh, he, he's on life support right now. He is not aware of, of anything, anyone or anybody. And uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's hard to see Doug laying there because when you think about Doug, you think about an energetic guy. I mean, six months ago, you know, he loved to climb trees and trim trees and cut down trees. Six months ago, he was doing that. And then all of us were shocked to see him pulling around that oxygen tank, you know, that's just, not Doug. I mean, Doug's such a positive guy, too, you know, just, we, we can do this. Let's get this going and what have you. And it, it was hard to see him just, just lying there. And, folks, it's a reminder to all of us to love one another. I mean, Ellen said, I fed him his favorite meal last night. He ate six tacos. And here, and the next morning, they're having to face life and death situation. One of the silver linings around these clouds as a pastor is I, I get to meet the family and get to, to know the family. And I don't really know the two sons in the Hedrick family, but uh, the three daughters are just super, super ladies. Love their dad. And it was, it was heart-wrenching to, to watch them. And we stood around his bedside and uh, made jokes and laughed about things that he did and he thought was funny. And one minute later, everybody's crying and in, in tears. But, uh, but that family is experiencing They'll be okay. Uh, they, you know, there, there's a couple family members there that I want you to pray for, for their salvation. won't get any more specific than that. But most of the family does know the Lord and they're a sweet family, and remember them in your, in your prayers. Uh, Joan Fry had her knee surgery this past Wednesday, and uh, she's home and recovering, thankfully, normally. Okay, and uh, so that, that's a good thing. Her surgery went well. She is home recovering. Uh, Brother Denny Gillis got word that uh, he's got a melanoma on his ear that has to be attended to, so he's got appointments down at U of M. And we want to remember him in our, in our prayers. Then, if you remember, Bob Christian was in the hospital a month ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, u- urinary tract infection and got a call from Linda. 
last night. She was in tears, and she said, pray for Bob. They've come. They're, they're taking him to uh, West Branch. Uh, I don't think she'd mind me telling you. Just nausea, shaking, fever, and uh, bad enough that had to call the ambulance. And I talked to her this morning, and he's doing better. Uh, uh, sounds like much better. I'm not so sure how long he'll be there or if they might transfer him elsewhere. But she was uh, she was really concerned about him uh, last evening. So pray for uh, pray for him. And then, of course, you know, uh, on, a, on a more positive note, Brother Tom uh, continues to improve. It'll be three weeks Tuesday that he had his open-heart surgery. And, you know, we all want him to bounce back the first day, but you, nobody does that. Uh, right, Brother Bruce? You, <laughs> you're still bouncing back. And, and how long ago was yours? Seven months ago. But you're getting there. And Tom's getting there, too. In fact, uh, a day or two after he got home, it was a big thing for him to walk out to the mailbox. But he walked out to the mailbox and got back to his chair and took a nap, <laughs> having walked to the mailbox. But he told me that yesterday afternoon, they walked down the road a little ways. And, you know, uh, Bonnie and Bob lived just down the street. So he said, let's, let's go all the way to Bonnie and Bob's house. And I was talking to Tom, and he was excited that he got to their house. But he told me, he said, then, he said I was tired. And he said, I asked Bob and Bonnie if they could give me a ride home, and they wouldn't. That's what he said. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what he said. These are cruel, mean people right here. You walked here, you can walk home. He was joking about that. He was joking about that. But pray, uh, pray for, for him and uh, pray for uh, them as a, as a church, you know, as our church family. Uh, you know, Carol is, is on the men. Doug like, like the doctor said, it, it would take an absolute miracle. Uh, the chances they give him are not not good at all. Uh, the last I heard, he's just in, in the same, he's running a fever. And, and his situation is complicated by his lungs and his breathing on top of everything else. Uh, so anyway, uh, pray, for, uh, pray for him. Um, you know, I got a message here, but I'm not going to preach it. We need to have just time of prayer. We need to pray. And we need to learn some lessons. You know, you don't want to waste a bad experience or a hard experience. You want to profit from it. And It's been an emotional week for me because I love you folks. And that doesn't make me special. It's, it's just a fact. You know, I love you. And I know you love each other. And I said that this morning. I, I appreciate the maturity that you have for one another. You know, you go in some churches and it's kind of superficial. Or you go in some churches and it's cliquish. And, and some churches... They're, they're divided and there's people murmuring out in the parking lot or murmuring back in this room or whatever. And a lot of churches go through that. And to my knowledge, that's not going on here. 
if it is, I'm, I'm unaware of it. What, what I see are people that, that really care about one another. And in some instances, we have to put up with each other. Sometimes you have to put up with me. Sometimes I have to put up with you. But mature Christians learn to do that. Mature Christians learn not to wear their feelings on their sleeve, but to rise above that and think, you know, okay, Lord, how, how do you want me to handle this? What is the mature, godly way to, to handle any you know, personality issues there might be or misunderstandings. But I, I, without sounding proud, I think as, as a church, we have a great group of people and, and overall, by far, a mature group of people. And I've, I've, I've heard some of our people this week in tears, you know, just crying. And because these are people they love and you know, where you you become family in a, in a very special way. Uh, you're, you're with your church family. You're on the same page. You you you're all, you have you share the same heart. You have the same goals. You have the same values. And in some cases, you're bonded. Uh, not that it's right, but in some cases, you're bonded together more than you are with your own blood family. That you know you haven't seen for a while, or you know you just don't see eye to eye, or they're lost, or they go to some way out crazy evangelical liberal church, and you just it just makes it hard to to mesh. But here, you know, there are certainly differences, and there's differences in personalities, there's differences in opinions. But I thank God for the fact that there are people here that uh, love the Lord and. It's it's your when your heart, when your vertical relationship is is right, then these relationships are right. You show me a husband or a wife, either one, where they're not right with God, it's going to be hard for them to be right with with each other. One of my favorite one of my favorite illustrations. I, I don't think I've mentioned it here in a while. I have in the past is the idea of a piano tuner. And I think they do it electronically now, but back in the past, they had tuning forks. And uh, I had a, an uncle. He was, he was a blind man, but he was in charge of the pianos in the music department at LSU. And, I don't know, 100 pianos or whatever. And it was a full-time job. He went tuning this piano and then finished and started the cycle all over again and would use a tuning fork. And those pianos would be all in tune with each other when they were in tune with the tuning fork. You see the illustration there? We're all in tune with each other when we're in tune with, with the Lord. And the, the, the takeaway this week is that, number one, it's wonderful being a Christian. I was talking to uh, Jennifer Barnes, Paul Barnes's wife. Jennifer is Doug and Ellen's daughter, and Paul's a pastor. And uh, she and I were out in the hallway outside of the room where her dad was, was laying, and she's just a sweetheart of a, of a girl. She's not a lady. And... Uh, I said, Jennifer, how do lost people do it? And I mean, she's got the Kleenex and she's just crying. She said, Pastor, I have no idea. She said, I'm so thankful I'm saved. She said, this hurts. That's my dad lying in there. She says, 
but I'll be okay. I know where he's going. You know, I know where I'm going. She says, now, temporarily saying goodbye is hard. I mean, saying goodbye is hard when it's your kids leaving to go home, you know. But, you know, that's, that's the emotion, saying goodbye. But you have the inner peace and the inner joy of knowing. And Jennifer said that, I'll see my dad again. And I'll be there with him. And she said, I, I have no idea how lost people can even begin to try to cope with, with, this situa- with a situation like this. She said, I am th- so thankful I'm saved. Ellen, in, in between her tears, would, would say, you know, God's in control. And she says, I trust God. And it was wonderful seeing her strong. Seeing her strong. Uh, Brother Jerry, with, with his wife. I mean, that was a, Tuesday was a horrible day for Jerry and his daughter. Horrible. The, the surgery started at 6 and it went till, uh, no, it started at 9 in the morning, went till 6 in the afternoon. The doctor was from India. And, and Jerry told me, the doctor told him, this is at the end of the day, and this, this speaks well to the doctor. He said, the doctor just hugged Jerry. The doctor did. He told him, he said, this, is, this has been the worst day of my life, dealing with Carol. He said, I've never had a day like this where so many things went wrong. He had to bring in two other surgeons to help him stop the bleeding. That was the risk factor that day. That was the problem, why he came in and told him. He said, we, she may not make it. But uh, Brother Jerry, in spite of... The, the roller coaster of that day, and then the bad news of oh, she got cirrhosis of the liver. I mean, and then they've discovered cancer. I mean, just boom, 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 and yet he never flinched. I mean, his faith stood strong. Or was he concerned? Was 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 he, you know, worried? Yeah, it's his wife, but. It was, a, it, it was wonderful to see people of faith put to, I guess you might say, the ultimate test and see God come through for them. Sad, yes, but in despair, no. You know, concerned, yes, but despondent, no. Uh, an abiding peace and even a joy in spite of the heaviness of the moment, uh, uh, a joy of knowing that, that God is in control. So let me encourage you with this lesson from the week that our faith, we need to just value it for what it is and, and grow it and, and, and nurture it and, and appreciate it and, and, and value it and work really hard with uh, the help of God to, to get it right in our lives and to be the right kind of person. That, that, that we want to be, but appreciate your faith. When, when push comes to shove, if you will, it, it, it will come through. God will be there. He will not let you down. And for those two families in particular, uh, where it's life and death, uh, I saw the grace of God in their hearts and in their lives and in, in their spirit. And a, another takeaway from this this week is appreciate and value your family. You know, we're human. 
There are days we can get up on the wrong side of the bed, but we need to try to eliminate those days. And when you realize how precious people are to you, Ellen said, I fed him tacos yesterday. I mean, that just sounds so innocent, so so nothing to it. Okay, tacos. And now he's lying there, unresponsive. And she's just holding his hand, standing there by, by the bed. The... The other takeaway is value each other and, and be Christ-like towards one another. And where you might have a difficult side to you, if you can acknowledge it, and that's a wonderful thing if you can acknowledge it, ask God for the grace to overcome it so you can be the spouse that your wife or husband just admires appreciate so much that that you're not the spouse they tolerate or put up with but they they see you acknowledging your flaws and they see you asking forgiveness for your flaws and they see you working on it and just in that they will appreciate you and thank God for you because in reality if we have let's say you're blessed You live to be 80, 85, 90, 100, as Brother Roy almost lived to be. That's still short. That's still short in the grand scheme of things. And we've got one life to live. So you turn to the Lord for his grace, and you let him work in your heart and in in your life. So, number one, value your faith. And thank God for your faith, because when push comes to shove, he'll be there for you. You may wonder about, I don't know how I would react, and I understand. Me too. But I saw how people reacted this week. How believers truly reacted under the most difficult of circumstances. And it was remarkable to see them experience the grace of God. And at the same time, secondly, let us love one another and appreciate one another. And then thirdly, kind of going full circle to where I started, uh, thank the Lord for your church family. And those that, you know, we don't all get to know everybody equally in this room. Some people just have a tendency to gravitate to these folks and these folks and these folks. You don't want to be cliquish at all. You want to love everybody and be kind to everybody and try to invest in everybody's lives. But, you know, certain age groups have an affinity for each other, the young people, the middle-aged, the older and whatever, and certain people with certain occupations, you know, they're going to have things in common. But whatever the case, um, let, let us appreciate one another and care for one another as a a church family, and love one another as a church family. And I've seen you guys uh, do that this week. And your your care and your concern, whether it was for, you know, the the two most serious ones this week, well, of course, Carol and then the Hedrick family, the concern you've expressed to them has been an encouragement to me. Um, We live in a world where people can be callous. I, did any of you hear about the tragic accident up in Lake Superior where the, this family of five was out kayaking and three children, it was three children, mom and a dad, and the only one that survived was the mom. 
And there were a lot of questions raised, like the children were like 12, five, 9, 5, and 3 on a kayak in Lake Superior. And so, I mean, but we don't know what happened. But whatever the case, I'm going somewhere with that. A lot of days online when you have articles like that, there's a place below for comments. You know what I'm talking about? People can comment on these articles and whatever. Some of the comments were so sickening and disturbing and thoughtless and callous. A lot of them, not, not just a few, a lot of them. And, and what's my point? My point is this world is becoming more and more thoughtless and heartless and callous towards one another. It was disturbing to read because I thought in the comments they might, the reason I read the comments, I don't usually do that, I thought maybe because I had a lot of questions. How, how could that happen? How could somebody take a, a what was it, a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old, apparently all on the dad's kayak in Lake Superior going out to an island. So I was kind of looking for further insight. They had a storm came up and, you know, and they were wearing life jackets. But the, the hypothermia, they according to the article. God. But it, it, was, it was the callousness of, 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 of the people making their, their comments. Some people making jokes about it. I mean, it was, it was sick, sickening and despicable. There needs to be salt and light in the world. And that's our opportunity here. I, I was telling somebody in our, our church about some people that live in and around where we live and how they and they're lost people and the way they act and they and they behave and a man in the auditorium tonight he knows who he is made a comment i haven't forgotten that comment he said and i was talking about all the troubles these families have i hear about them these are neighbors and good people for the most part but you know i hear about all their troubles their heartaches and whatever and uh, the man in our church that was visiting out of our house he said in their world that's their normal that's their normal. And I thought to myself, how sad. How terribly sad. And I, I, I thought that was a very insightful comment and will probably lead to some message in the future based on that. But thankfully, our normal is not callousness. It is not insensitivity. It is not any of those things. We are saved, we're born again, and it's the love of Christ that constrains us. It's, it's his love in us. We are so blessed and we're so humbled. So uh, I, I don't want to ramble. Let, let me just say thank you for those of you that, that care and those of you that offer help and offer assistance and send cards and make calls or send emails or text messages you're doing a, a wonderful thing because someday it might be one of us in need of, of the same thing. And uh, I thank God for you. And we want to uh, pray for, for them. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Myo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.